dispensing cannabis business knowledge beyond a million square feet of cultivation space. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Blunt Business, harvested by Strainwise Consulting. Together, we will navigate the challenges and opportunities of one of the most profitable industries on earth. Join us each episode to hear our weekly roundtables and interviews with industry professionals. Now, let's delve into some blunt business with your host. And thanks again for joining us here for Blunt Business, here presented by usccexpo.com, here on cannabisradio.com. And today we're going to be speaking with, well, we're actually going to be going out to Minnesota. You know, we always talk about, oh, Canada, this and that, and California, and all these, all the big areas. But we never talk about middle America. We never, there's just certain areas that might get overlooked, if you will, when it comes to the cannabis industry. Not that there's anything important, but, you know, I, sometimes I think hemp might be a little bit overlooked in the whole canvas of what we would do here on Plant Business. But I thought it was important that we reached out about this story. And we're going to go to Minnesota to speak with the makers of a new collection of CBD products that are pure certified and made with organic cannabinoid oil that hope to provide relief to symptoms like anxiety, pain, insomnia, inflammation, skin conditions, and other health concerns. Our guests have a combined 70 years experience in marketing and advertising, and they are looking to lead the way in not only recreating, but restoring the bustling hemp CBD industry in Minnesota. With that said, we welcome you, the co-founder and president of C for Life, Jim Zimmerman, and fellow co-founder and vice president of C for Life, Dave Rye. Jim and Dave, thanks for joining us here on Cannabis Radio. Uh, glad to join you and look forward to, uh, to speaking with you. Thank well, you, and we appreciate uh, the opportunity. I do a lot of, I produce a lot of podcasts, and it's funny, one of those shows I have is a Jim and Dave that <laughs> host the show, and it's there you go. quite interesting. Huh? Uh, so real quickly, we're going to take some time to go and talk about everything involved in Minnesota and the hemp CBD industry and how there was a real history going behind back, you know, over 70 years. But we'll get back to that in a moment. So talk to me first about creating and building the industry here in Minnesota and why is Minnesota such a great place to do it? All right. Well, let me uh, let me dive in on that. So Minnesota has a really robust agricultural economy, always has. Our soil here and our climate is ideally suited to grow hemp. And Minnesota was the last state uh, growing hemp back in the 40s when the uh, uh, legislation came back on that it it couldn't be grown. And the FDR took it off for World War II in order to help the war effort. And hemp was grown widely around the country, but I think uh, mostly in Minnesota. So our our climate is ideal here. We support agricultural uh, industry very aggressively. Uh, and so our farmers are looking for uh, good cash crops uh, with the issue with soybeans in China and some of those things. So it's an ideal crop for this state. We've got the infrastructure uh, for CBD and hemp. Uh, the University of Minnesota is probably the foremost uh, agricultural university in terms of hemp, and they have a number of their uh, senior scientists devoted to identifying the best types of hemp, the best growing practices, uh, and again, our farmers are really embracing it. So government's behind it, the university's behind it, and it's a going to be a tremendous boost to our economy, and uh, really there's no better place for hemp to be centered than uh, here. Now, and I want to go, go ahead and uh, follow up with that in a little bit, because I want to talk about the outreach and the 
communications you've had with those officials and, and those people in the, at the uh, university level, I want to talk about that in a moment. But what I want to talk about first is your experience in marketing and advertising for both you, Jim, and Dave, which is expansive if I went into it. Now, one of the things that was said was that in your experience, you thought of the idea of how Minnesota hemp should be – you both worked on the campaigns of Washington apples and Idaho potatoes. And you know Correct. the sales and profit potential that that image can generate. So there's the idea of making the branding of Minnesota hemp. Now, what right. makes branding hemp, let alone any product based on a region, why would it work in this case? Well, we've had we've had a lot of experience working with the Washington Apple uh, Board and the Idaho Potato Commission and uh, in terms of building those brands. And so I think the, the benefit is that uh, consumers and manufacturers are going to be looking for where does the highest quality hemp come from? And if we can establish that the hemp grown here and the CBD produced from it are the best in the country, we can command a premium price, we can increase demand, and frankly, we'll draw the manufacturers and the others that want to get to the heart of the industry to come here. We've got a huge facility down in Waseca, Minnesota, 46,000 square foot facility where they're installing the largest extractor in the Midwest uh, and potentially the largest in the country. They've contracted 2,000 acres. So again, once you once you can get a core of businesses and growers, uh, I think people will come here to be part of that industry. Now, talking about the passage of the Farm Bill, and that's really where yep. a lot of things started really taking shape, you recently met with federal state government officials and others, uh, very important, in, the, in just all together to discuss uh, really building the hemp industry in Minnesota. In that meeting, you mentioned, uh, well, there was, first of all, the Minnesota Commissioner for Agriculture. That's done quite a bit. We're going to talk about, after the break, we'll tell you a full timeline of all that's been happening with hemp uh, farming and, and the industry in Minnesota going back to its early days, which you mentioned before. So you had also Senator and presidential candidate Amy Klobuchar, who voted for the Farm Bill and says... As her uh, presidential platform, her campaign platform, she supports the Hemp Initiative and is planning to make it part of it. So either which way, that's a good thing to know that when she's stumping for uh, for voters and whatever primaries or whatever debates she might be a part of, that that word's going to get across nationwide, which is really important. Now, senior members you mentioned of the University of Minnesota's Agriculture College, who've been doing hemp research for the last four years, you also had them joining you as well. So... At that meeting, we we're going to talk a little bit about this. Take me through the response that you got, the progress that has been made so far since that meeting, and how optimistic did you feel coming out of it? Dave, do you want to tackle that one? I do. You know, a lot of it is around the education and uh, and trying to bring forward the opportunity uh, because so many people still fall into uh, a stigma of marijuana and, and trying to catch up on medical, recreational, and and certainly CBD now on the forefront of, of uh, everybody's radar. There's been a lot of uh, educating to be done, both with the community, but with the local officials there, it raises the visibility, and it really comes down to getting commitment on the regulatory side, the agricultural side, and it was really important to get everybody in the room and be able to have something beyond uh, – a steering committee. It's really more practical about we have this tremendous opportunity in Minnesota. How do we organize? How do we prioritize uh, the different issues and, and work collectively to, to bring something 
of this magnitude forward. Uh, people in Minnesota would love to have a campaign of hemp and and certainly have the infrastructure and available acres and and are, are motivated uh, to bring that economic boost to the area. So we're here with Jim Zimmerman and Dave Rye. They're both co-founders of C for Life. That's the letter C, number four, life. We're going to come back with them with some more questions. And obviously, uh, we'll talk more about that meeting. Again, the timeline about uh, hemp production in Minnesota going back to as far as the 1940s. And I got to give some kudos to a lot of people because of the type of education that's being done to the community about hemp and trying to, you know, really identify the uses and practices of it as opposed to its sister uh, to cannabis and really trying to distinguish those areas separately and individually. So we'll talk about that coming up after the break. But first, I got to go and take a moment to talk to you about the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo for 2019 is coming to Miami, Florida. And, uh, you know, Jim and Dave in Minnesota, you know, Miami this time in the summertime is a pretty nice place to be, always warm. Stay away from the snow. And this year, again, we're going to have another, uh, we're going to have thousands of people, entrepreneurs, innovators, consumers, ambitious, powerful community of cannabis advocates. We'll have industry thought leaders are going to be speaking about the future of the cannabis market. You'll learn about the industry and its evolving, its evolution, the changing landscape, and find out from the pioneers and rule breakers how they change the future of cannabis simply by thinking differently. Kind of thing we do here in Blum Business. So again, early bird registration is now there for all of you to go ahead and sign up right now. Make sure you go ahead and sign up before May 1st so you can get your pass for half price, $99. And also, make sure to hold on that confirmation after the fact and share it with everybody that you know because that will also get you a discount for not just you but those attending to the show as well. Make sure to go to usccexpo.com, usccexpo.com and learn more again August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Back with more with Jim and Dave here on Blunt Business in just a moment. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches, allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease. These stylish pouches are handcrafted using strong zips, long-wearing buffalo leather outside, and smooth sheepskin inside. A portion of proceeds go to fund vital medical research into cannabis for ADHD. See a demo and get yours now on Indiegogo or Pouches.com. That's P-O-U-C-H-Z dot com. Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and a Approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. 
Are you ready to be inspired and educated by the best of the best in the cannabis industry while enjoying sunny South Florida? Then you cannot miss out on the second annual United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 2nd and 3rd at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. The USCC Expo welcomes all cannabis business professionals, medical cannabis caregivers and clinicians, growers and dispensary owners to join us for another Can't Miss event sponsored by the radio and podcast leader for all things cannabis, CannabisRadio.com. Learn more at usccexpo.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back, back here on Blunt Business. And thanks again for joining us. We're here with Jim Zimmerman and Dave Rye, both co-founders of Steve for Life. Jim Zimmerman holds the title of president. Dave Rye is vice president. Now, Minnesota, for those of you who don't know, let me teach you a little bit about Minnesota and the hemp production that's been there. Because they've had a lengthy history with hemp production. It was a booming cash crop in Minnesota in the 1940s and 1950s before the federal government banned hemp production in 1957. And remarkably, the plant still grows wild all around the state. Now, let's fast forward to only a few years ago. To get back into the hemp business, the Minnesota Department of Agriculture had to register as a narcotics importer. Even after the DEA and the United States Department of Justice approved the state's industrial hemp pilot program in 2016, a series of shipping companies balked at delivering hemp seed, even though they were delivering to a state agency. It's amazing to read about the history and the efforts to revitalize the industry even before the Farm Bill was signed into law, which that's you know really good to know that that kind of work was being done just before this actually happened. So now the doors are opened. How important is it, Jim and Dave, for Minnesota to get hemp production back going again? Really take us into what kind of financial impact this could really make. Dave, do you want to grab that one or do you want me to? You go ahead. All right. Well, I think the the, uh, the key to the, the hemp industry and, again, the the economic impact it can have is it really uh, affects a significant number of of industry. So, so you've got farming. It's a it's a pretty labor intensive crop. So it will create a lot of agricultural jobs and a lot of agricultural income. And then you've got the manufacturing. So we uh, we would like to see Minnesota become the uh, the epicenter of extraction uh, of CBD oil. And again, that's another layer of of economy and employment for the state. And then manufacturing. So. Uh, a number of people here are manufacturing products. Our products are manufactured in Minnesota, and uh, and a number of others are starting to be produced here as well. So those are creating manufacturing jobs. And just yesterday, a major new retailer, the CBD Centers, opened in uh, Mankato, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It's a really unique new retail facility. It's uh, It has an in-store lab. It has in-store growing hemp. Uh, it has uh, a lot of education. They're going to be holding seminars every Saturday uh, discussing different aspects of hemp. So it's taken the next step up from the kiosks and little uh, uh, strip mall uh, CBD stores that you have now. Yeah. Our product is, is the primary product featured in that store, and they plan to roll out 50 more by uh, by the end of the year. So uh, that creates a lot of jobs, wow. and that will be that will be headquartered here as well. And uh, so, again, it, it has uh, uh, jobs right up and down the line for our company. We just hired four new people in the last two weeks. So it's creating employment on the branded and marketing end as well. So it's a, it's a, it's a tremendous crop in that it has benefits for 
a wide number of segments in the economy, and we're really delighted about that. That's fantastic. And like I said, we're going to talk a little bit more about that, about the education and just really being informed and also just kind of just change the, change the whole dynamic of the real presence and the, and the, in the imaging, the, the visual of what you're going to see from the type of uh, retailers and the kind of places you can go to to learn about hemp or to purchase. So that's really great that you get to go and display your products at some stores that are really, you know, stepping up their game to really present in a much, much more positive light. Now, reports say, Jim and Dave, that ever since the Farm Bill was legalized, that legalized industrial help as a crop plant, State Department of Agriculture has been drowning in phone calls from interested farmers. So the hemp market, which is already jam-packed with largely untested regulations, complicated definitions, scant public knowledge, and vague applications is going to get a lot busier. But with all this going on, that's good news. So everybody's really excited and interested in being into the pr- production here. How soon do you personally see Minnesota making it back on the map as a top hemp producer? Well, we're we've uh, seen we, some results we, on. I think we've seen results where Minnesota has already made a presence. Uh, I believe it was 2017 that it was ranked in the either sixth or seventh position. But again, when we talk about organizing and the educational piece. Uh, hemp has sensitivity, and certainly uh, feral crops that are uh, uh, available and uh, 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 show themselves in, in rural areas are a, a bit of a concern. Uh, licensing and making sure that cross-pollination, those types of things are addressed. Uh, those are part of you know making sure that we do it in the right way. Farmers don't necessarily understand uh, the downstream opportunity of, of where hemp goes, and there's a lot of education that happens around that. And then there's farming practices. There, uh, while you know people kid that hemp grows like a weed, there there are a lot of nuances and things that that come into play with it that all need to be brought forward. Uh, we're we're trying to you know pull people together, and Wasika was a great summit that we. Uh, we're able to get everybody collectively on the same page, and and we think it's going to help a lot. Yeah, the other th- the other thing is from the uh, farming community that was at that summit, uh, they they came forward and said uh, this may be the only time you'll ever hear us ask for regulation because in this industry, there uh, again it's the wild west. People don't know how to grow it, where to grow it. You have to have buffer zones because if you're if your crop cross-pollinates with the neighbor's crop, uh, there's a good chance they'll both be ruined. So they're saying we need regulation, we want buffer zones, we need uh, requirements about how to grow it and what type to grow and all of that. So so I think regulation will actually benefit. On our end, we like the fact that the FDA is stepping in to enforce claims. People that are saying CBD can cure cancer and there's all sorts of outrageous claims out there so we're welcoming that to say let's get the charlatans and the people that are yeah. are making uh, unrealistic claims let's get them out of the industry absolutely let's get back to that meeting so you attended it in a small town that has just under nine thousand people on the southern end of minnesota wasika and in the dakota language yep. wasika means rich in provisions but you didn't know yeah. that. So you saw the area. You both saw the area of Wasika as an opportunity for growth. As industrial hemp is already grown there, what is it that makes that area so fertile? Specifically, that area of southern Minnesota. Pardon the pun. Well, I think the the mayor in the meeting said he took great pride in 
having told the other mayors of Minnesota that uh, their soil was the best in the state, and he got about 10 other mayors that uh, disagreed with that. <laughs> but it's uh, it's a rich farm belt. It always has been. And uh, so, I, again, I, uh, conditions are ideal. But I think the important part, too, is that once you have the largest extractor in the upper Midwest in Wasika, and that's going in right now, uh, it's important for the farmers to say, well, if I grow the crop, then what do I do with it? And so if you don't have a, a nearby processor that can take your crop and contract for it and then process it, uh, you're missing a, a step in the process. So so the fact that the largest extractor will be there makes it just that much more attractive for the farmers because they know they've got a built-in outlet for any hemp they grow. And, uh, and again, the soil's right, so it's the best place to grow. It's going to be processed there and uh, manufacturing will gravitate there too. I uh, lived down here in South Florida and myself and I'm growing up, lived in a town called Bell Glade. And it's just right near Lake Okeechobee, uh, west of West Palm Beach. And yep. you talk about the ground being fertile. And when you have a, a right place that has that soil that is just right for growing, for us there in Bell Glade, it was all about sugarcane, being able to grow rice, various vegetables, and a real good bountiful harvest all across the board and then having a lot of good plants nearby and be able to go and manufacture so when you're talking about getting uh sugar out if you have any anybody to see florida crystals that's part of this and you know having all that together in one place and being able to get everything packaged out to market very important to us so i mean i can definitely relate and understand and sympathize with what you know being able to find wherever that right soil is to grow as much as you can is very important now uh in terms of growing, I've also been reading stories about how there are some organic farmers growing hemp versus those growing in greenhouses. This is the ongoing debate with cannabis as well. Talk to me about the issues growing hemp organically, or is it just a better investment to grow with a greenhouse grow? Dave, you want to grab that? I, I believe that uh, there's still a big education around organic farming and uh, and uh, the benefits of, of what the market value would be. Um, certainly from a standpoint of uh, growing hemp it's not a it's not a crop that you can put in year over year and certainly now as they as they begin to populate acres it it falls back on what's been grown in the past Um, all of those types of things are back to uh, you know having an agricultural community and and one that understands and has the ancillary support greenhouse growing and and uh and the genetics and cloning and seed education it's really coming at farmers really quickly and i i think that there's a a big undertaking in in the state of minnesota around awareness and and market and uh as jim described where products are actually going to be processed and and uh, further processed and one thing about the, the area in southern Minnesota, <clears throat> one of the things that uh, the farmers there found amusing when they talked to uh, the growers in Oregon and Colorado, and their big question was, how, how do you irrigate in, uh, in Minnesota your crop? And they said, we don't have to irrigate in Minnesota. We've got just the right amount of rainfall, just the right amount of soil. So that's, again, a big advantage for this area in wow. growing hemp, that it doesn't have to be irrigated. And in, in the area down there, they have already a huge greenhouse that will be part of their uh, growing, and uh, they have a research institute down there to 
because uh, again, there hasn't been much research done on hemp as far as seed development, variety development, uh, you know, how to grow it. So uh, all of that's going to be taking place. And uh, the University of Minnesota has a agricultural extension in Wasika with 27 people down there, and they already have a director of hemp. So you know they are they are ahead of the head of the pace in uh, developing the right farming practices and the best uh, hemp varieties. We we also had two PhDs from the University of Minnesota attend the session, and it was amazing the amount of work that they've been doing behind the scenes and and during periods where cannabis and and studies and funding and things like that weren't necessarily at the forefront. And as they opened up and shared and had discussions with our our representatives, it was amazing the amount of uh, value that they can add, even beyond the CBD and cannabinoids themselves. They've dug deep into terpenes and and essential oil and lots of different things uh, beyond the crop that we think is a a great value for the state as well. I'll tell you something, you know, not for nothing. People just do take for granted where you always think the smartest people are always, oh, Ivy League schools here and there. But when you talk about the kind of things you're learning from, say, like a school like University of Minnesota, when it comes to doing for this right here, the agricultural industry, and finding, you know, the chance to have a real opportunity to really get hemp back into production and really make it a, a cash crop again, something that's just, you know, to, to add revenue to the state, do things that are really going to, it's just, I mean, it's good, it's just good business to try to have this happen. And I'm glad to hear this story. It's, it's really been fascinating so far. I got a couple more questions to talk to you about and we're going to discuss, but we got to go to one more break. When we come back, we'll be back with... Final questions for Jim Zimmerman, co-founder and president of Sea for Life, and Dave Rye, co-founder and vice president of Sea for Life, uh, here on Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Oh, let the marijuana llama tell you something now About a game for your phone gonna make you say wow The game's about the game of growing cannabis for cash Grow the seeds, sell the bud, put the savings in the stash Little by little your empire grows large Put the big celebrities inside your entourage You can choose to play with Snoop or me or Chichin Chong Cypress Hill, Willie Nelson, Wiz Khalifa with a bong The name of the game is him pink, that's the point Download and play while you light yourself a joint The business of cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot-proofed by the man who run high times. Oh yeah? Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana Llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, you know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. Cannabis industry professionals want to gain some new leads, make genuine business connections, and get premier brand exposure? This is your opportunity. NCIA's new industry socials are kicking off in Seattle, Portland, Las Vegas, Salt Lake City, and Phoenix in January. Register today using the promo code CANNABISRADIO20, all spelled in caps as one word, 
Cannabis Radio 20 to take 20% off at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. Sponsorship opportunities are available. Register today at thecannabisindustry.org slash events. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. And we're back with final questions here on the home stretch with Jim Zimmerman and Dave Rye, co-founders of C for Life. The letter C, number four, life. Now, I mentioned earlier about the education. And I, I've been on a bully pulpit for years now about where anything from newspapers to publications to television, they just don't do the right thing when it comes to just properly educating and informing the public, giving us the facts, news, who, what, when, where, and why, as opposed to wanting to go for opinion and editorials and things that are more salacious and more tabloidistic and just other routes. From what I saw of the publications I read in Minnesota setting up for this report of this interview with both of you, the reporting on hemp, they all make it a point to explain how it's not cannabis, there's no THC in it, and they go out of the way to define it. That's every publication did this. It was fascinating. There's they actually people take time to even define what hemp is and explain what it's all about. So what is it about the journalists that you know of that they're just doing such a great job of reporting? It's more than I can say about mass media. What is it that's going on here? What have you learned that is it just a fascination or are they just trying to do right by the the industry? Well, I think I think more and more the the proper word and the proper education is getting out. And we're trying to play a significant role in that. We've got 22 influencers that are, are putting out the right message. We've got a lot of that on our website. We just launched our first video actually today, and we will be doing a series of videos explaining the difference between CBD and THC. We've got some good uh, infographics on our website. And it's kind of interesting that, you know, virtually – Everybody you meet, not everybody, but a significant number of people you meet, really don't understand the distinction. And so they think CBD is marijuana. And uh, you have to say, no, they're cousins, but they're completely different, just like, you know, a poodle and a dachshund are different dogs, are different, but they're both dogs. So, you know, in our case, education is at the forefront. And I think Minnesota is going to do a really good job of that. The university is is pushing that out. the state is is really fully committed. They've got a hemp director at the state, and they're adding more staff. And uh, our governor, who represented this area in Congress up until he was elected governor uh, in the, the last year, yeah. so he's very supportive of that area, that economy. He knows it well. And uh, so there's going to be a lot of energy poured into oh. southern Minnesota and a lot of uh, capital as well. To, uh, to really establish the industry there. Somebody's going to be the leader, and we uh, we want it to be us. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of public events I saw that are being scheduled. The the, the, the outreach to really educate and inform is, is amazing. And, it's, I mean, that kind of energy I don't see in a lot of places. And I'll tell you, there's a lot to be learned about what's being done in Minnesota on how, you know, the cannabis industry can definitely take some uh, – some pause and learn what's going on in Minnesota in terms of really being able to educate the public. And that's got to be done, I'm honestly, just in a more, you know, in a, in a worldview, that has to happen more. Because, you know, businesses are out there to go ahead and make what they can make and obviously, and, and you know, thrive. But without proper education, I think you got to have that, there's got to be a balance of that there. And 
some of the resources that these companies should have should take some time to go ahead and educate. And it's not just at, you know, say a trade show or forum or, in some, you know, like at the dispensary or anything like that. It's, there's got to be some public events, some ways for people not just to, just to access a website. There's got to be more to be done. Make it very accessible for everybody. Now, you mentioned uh, the videos you're putting up at C for Life. Tell us, where's the website? Uh, give us the URL, and please take a few seconds to talk to our listeners about C for Life, some of the products that you have that you've uh, launched, and where people can find it, and how they can learn more about you. All right, so terrific. We'll so C for ahead. Life is yeah, C for Life can uh, easily be found at C for Life www.cforlife.com, and the products that we've put together uh, on our uh, initial rollout have been familiar tinctures, consumables. We do pain relief, we do skin care, and then we also have some health and beauty products as well. And the one thing that we've really tried to do is bring forward uh, the benefits and make sure that uh, our products stack up to that. And as you'd mentioned on the educational side, people are getting bombarded right and left with a lot of things that aren't stacked up or, or providing the benefit that we would like to see for all hemp and CBD related products. Uh, we look forward to expanding and being very innovative and very consumer centric in what we're putting together. And Jim and I have a, uh, and team have uh, 20, 30 other products that we're looking forward to introducing here in the months ahead. And, uh, and it's just been very fun to, to bring a CPG minded professionalism to a category that has such a wide benefit. Yeah. And one of the things I think that's, that we've de- we've decided is critical for our business is that you know virtually every week you uh, see an article or a uh, television report on CBD products that are uh, bad products. They've got yeah. uh, uh, foreign elements in them. They're not the proper dose strength. And so we we are the only brand that is carrying the pure certified CBD seal. And that's a third party verification where they go out and verify that. The CBD oil manufacturers meet the really exacting standards that we set, and uh, every batch is third-party tested to make sure it delivers the potency, the strength, and that it meets the uh, standards we've set. So we think that's a real missing link in the industry, and we want to be seen as the trusted brand that you get what you pay for and you get what we claim. And so that's really important to us. And uh, so, again, education and products that are verified and effective and uh, pure. So uh, that's one of the points of difference. And as Dave said, we're used to building out brands. Uh, I was head of new products at Pillsbury, and he's got a long career at Cargill. So we know how to do that, and we're going to do it uh, the right way. And, uh, you know, again, a lot of the uh, brands and uh, competitors that are out there really aren't, aren't doing that, and that's, that's going to hurt the whole industry. And I apologize. I know I read about your backgrounds, and I've, if I had time to fit it in 30 minutes, I really would have talked more about some of the experience you had because no that right there is also fascinating. But this story right here about what's being done in Minnesota, this is a story that needed to get out, and I'm, I'm so grateful we got a chance to have you both on to tell this story. This was something that people need to know and need to realize that it, not just for you know potential – financial gain to be made in minnesota but to also be a standard for other companies and, and for other states to follow the same suit if they're going to be doing especially with hemp production now uh, there's upstate new york there's other areas that are definitely going to be ramping up production as well they need to <clears throat> they need to go and use 
what's being done here as a real test subject for others to go ahead and be to follow. And hopefully the educational portion along with the right way of uh, getting this produced and going by the proper certification like you're doing right now with C for Life, I hope more are doing that. So again, Jim Zimmerman, Dave Rye with C for Life. That's the letter C, number four, life.com. Make sure to go and look them, look up them. Let's check the videos. And Jim and Dave, I hope you'll keep in touch with us and we can learn more about what's going on. If anything else changes, please let us know about it. Well, we look forward to it, and we look forward to talking again uh, once Minnesota is firmly established as the uh, hemp capital of North America. I'm rooting for you guys up there. I hope for the best. All right. Thank you. Hey, thanks a lot. Thank you so much. And, uh, folks, again, we do appreciate you being here on Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Now, <clears throat> before we run out way, I want to make sure you know about the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. They are our proud sponsors here on Blunt Business. The show's coming up August 3rd and 4th inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown Miami. Early bird registration is on right now. You only have weeks left for you to go ahead and register yourselves at a very significant discount. And make sure when you do sign up for early bird at usccexpo.com, take that confirmation that you get in the email and send it to others. Share that link to others so they can also sign up themselves, join you at the show, and as well, not only give you a discount, they'll get a discount as well. Learn more at usccexpo.com. That's it for Blunt Business. Of course, you can always find past episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribing to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.